The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Tonight, very honored, very proud to have as our initial guest on this season's Budweiser's Hardball. Well, he is Atlanta's most famous resident and certainly most famous athlete. Henry Aaron joins us tonight. Mr. Aaron, how are you this evening? I'm fine. How are you? Very good, sir. And by the way, let me just say happy anniversary to you. Well, thank you. Um, 1974 on this date, I'm sure you know as well as I, 714 to tie Babe Ruth. Right, right. But I guess if we look back at your career every day during the season, we might be able to say happy anniversary about something. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> 714 on this day. Now, uh, most people focus on what happened the night of 715, but you and I have had some conversations about what led up to 650, 700, when people are starting to realize what you were going to do. But you had to go through a player strike. I think a lot of people forget about that. Yes, I did. And um, I always said that if it lasted any longer than it did, I probably would have had a rough, rougher time trying to break the record. I always felt like uh, if it it, um, it it was it was it was really uh, settled in time for me to go ahead and, and really have a have a good year. And the funny thing about that year, you know, I uh, while they were negotiating a, a new deal, uh, I, I kept myself in fairly decent shape. I took batting practice. Um, I went to Mobile. I took batting practice with some friends of mine. I kept myself in shape. And so when actually when the um, when the settlement was made, I think I was in better shape than most people were, you know. And coming back, obviously, that helped you. Now, you knew, though, that if that strike went any First of all, let me ask you about that strike. I have spoken to Marvin Miller. He's actually going to join me again tonight on the show as well. Were you in favor of what the Players Association was doing in that year? Well, you, you know, it's a funny thing. I, 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 I can't recall, but, I, you know, um, you have to be very honest. I have to be very honest with myself now. Is that I, I I don't know I, you know most most players even if you talk to them today don't know what strikes are all about uh, they can you, you can have a strike and you can ask the average player what are they striking for and they can't give you too much of an answer I, I, at that point I could give you an answer I knew we were striking I knew it was money involved in it I knew mm-hmm. it was the length of the contract but. We wasn't making any money at all, so you know the, the 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 thing that was so nice about that was the fact that any settlement that was made was going to be better for the, for the players because we just was we we just wasn't making any money at all compared to to what players are striking for today. Now, do you think there was any consideration to the home run chase that you were on? Do you think did anybody ever bring that up? Hey, Hank, listen, I'm sorry we're doing this, but but we have to do this. Was that ever any discussion? There was no discussion about that. No, huh? I don't remember anybody ever saying anything about that. <clears throat> I, I think that um, the only thing that was discussed was the fact that uh, we were doing something that was going to help all of the players and not just, you know, one or two. Did they ask the more high-profile players, the more profile names to come forth and speak to any other players at that point? In other words, if Hank Aaron is behind this, well then... Maybe we'll have a better chance of convincing everybody else to be behind it. I really can't. I I can't give you an answer. Mm-hmm. I, I'm being as honest as I can. I just can't give you an answer. It's been such so long ago until I, I I just don't know. I still was probably 
uh, <laughs> it wasn't taking enough ginkgos. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about uh, what happened not much after April 4th in 1974 when you do hit number 715. I know you can never get tired of telling the story about the day and everything else, but you know what I'm always curious about? Right. Nobody ever asked, what did you do when you were alone that night? I know what you did in Fulton County. You ran around the bases. A couple of guys came mm-hmm. out to greet you. You had a big pile at home plate. They gave you a little bit of a ceremony right then and there. But when you got home that night, what was that like for you? You mean after the home y- run? Yeah. Well, you know, I, 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 the first thing I did was, of course, got on my knees and prayed. That's number one. I, you know, I, I, I did that. And then I had friends over the house, uh, uh, some people that was from from the William Morris agents was there. And then I had one or two other guests that was there. My, my, I think my my mother was there, mm-hmm. but uh, those were the only people that were there. It was um, I didn't get from the ballpark until in the wee hours of the morning. And then when I did get there, you know, when I when I got home, of course, uh, I had chance to talk to to someone um, uh, from the William Morris agents who was telling me how much money I could make, and uh, I have yet to see it yet. <laughs> <laughs> now you got that baseball back that night. Did the Hall of Fame ask you for that ball at that moment? Yes. Yes, they 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 wanted the, they 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 want they wanted the ball and bat, you know, mm-hmm. and and of course we kept it, um, and eventually it, it's there now, but uh, I, I kept it because I felt like you know I needed to to enjoy it myself. Right, you earned it. I mean, yes. there would be a time and a place to have everybody see it, but I would I would imagine there has to be that time where you get a chance to just say, okay, I am in possession of this because I earned this. Right. Right, and that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to keep it. Now, there was also a little bit of a situation where were you going to play in Cincinnati? The commissioner had to get involved. I mean, was that your idea to maybe sit, or was that the Braves organization filtered down through you? Well, actually, you know, no one had ever thought about what 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 was said. The only thing, if I can, if, if I can give you the correct analysis, of which, which is probably something nobody has really ever asked or heard right, yet. Right. The, the, the only thing that was said was that. Would you rather hit the home run in Cincinnati or in Atlanta? Mm-hmm. And I said I would prefer hitting it in Atlanta because that was the place I played my home games in. That was my honest opinion about where it was. And, of course, Dick Young, who's no longer with us, who has passed away, uh, was writing for one of the New York papers. The New York Post probably yeah, right. at the time. Dick Young wrote an article and people said, it's a shame Hank ought to be made to play a two out of three games in New in uh, Cincinnati because that was his this, that's the way he played the year before. Well, you know, Dick Young had a he had a powerful pen. You know, I mean, he he said things, he did things, and the, and the commissioner listened. Go ask Tom Seaver, by the way, about Dick Young's powerful <laughs> yeah. pen. Yeah, and so and so and so, I heard the next thing I heard was from from the commissioner. I, I didn't hear from him, but a roundabout way, and he you know just through the grapevine, he was going to. Persuade he was going to make me play two out of three games because it was good for baseball and da 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 and on and on and on. And the thing that made me so angry about the whole thing was the fact that the commission never said, "Hank, what do you think about it?" You know, mm-hmm. give me your opinion. What you think about it? And then, if if it wasn't what he wanted, he was going to make the decision anyhow. But nobody said anything about. Didn't come to me and say, "This is what we think." The only thing I heard, and I heard it here again, I heard it through the grapevine, that if I had not played two out of three games, Matthews was going to be suspended for a long time, and then the team was going to be fined for not playing me. And so, you know, after I hit the home run, I first I hit the home run the first time up in, in the game in Cincinnati, 
And then I said, well, you know, I said, play two out of three. You know, you hit the home run the first time, play two out of three, you know. And a lot of people say, you know, and the other thing was people say, well, were you trying? Were you trying mm-hmm. to hit a home run? I said, well, let me put it this way. You know, <laughs> anybody that ever played this game, you don't go up and say, well, I'm going to hit a home run whenever I can, whenever I want to. And so that those were the the thing that really happened, you know, it was it was just so much controversy. So you never said you weren't going to play, but the commissioner almost ruled on it like you did say that. That's right. Yeah. He, he ruled on it himself, but he never said anything to me about it. I think he directly got involved with, with either Matthews or he got in touch with uh, Bartholomew or somebody owning the ball club. And he said that, according to my records, uh, I'm just repeating what I read in the paper. According to my record, Hank last year played two out of three games. He didn't play a day game after night game, da, da, da. But he, we expect him to play two out of three games in Cincinnati. Hank, do you believe it's that many years ago? I mean, the heck with the 715. How about this many years since you actually signed that first contract to play? Are you talking about my first contract? Yeah, I mean... Well, you know, you know, I, no, it doesn't seem like it's that long ago. You know, I was, in fact, uh, just the other day, they gave a, they gave a, uh, uh, a dinner for, for Hall of Famer and a good friend of mine's, uh, uh, Warren Spahn in mm-hmm. Milwaukee. And we started talking about it. And the first thing I said, you know, I said, my first contract was only, it was two pages. <laughs> that was all, <laughs> two pages. I said, that don't stretch the surface today, you know. The way contracts mm-hmm. are drawn up now, uh, no, I don't. I don't. I, it, it just doesn't seem like it's that long ago. But then yet, uh, you know, baseball is a game that sometimes, you know, one year it may make some dramatic moves like now. The uh, the zone, I mean, the pitching is is different. Uh, the strike zone is different. Of course, players make way, way, way much, much more money than I ever thought about, dream about making. But no, I didn't think about. I didn't think about uh, uh, how long ago that's been. Because it is pretty amazing when you start out. I'm sure the goal is to play in the major leagues, to get an at bat in the major leagues. Then if you hit a home run in the major leagues, well, boy, that would be fantastic. Then if I play the second season in the major, did you have that progressive of the progression of thought when you look back on it that small steps eventually will lead to what it is you accomplished overall? Well, no, I didn't, but I had a very good friend of mine, uh, Tommy Agee, who died a few yes. months ago. Yep. Uh, Tommy talked to me one day. In fact, uh, you know, I was, after the 57-58 World Series, you know, I was kind of looking forward to saying, hey, you know, it's time for you to start looking for something else to do. Get your job and start doing something else. And Tommy came to me, and, uh, and he said, you know one thing? He said, you can't even think about this. He said, you in the... He said, you are so close to doing some of the greatest things of all in this game of baseball. He said, you have to continue to stay in there and fight and play as hard as you can because you're still a very young man. You so know. don't let the other things ultimately affect what you might be capable of doing. Right, right. And right. did you find yourself getting refocused and thinking solely about baseball at that point then? I, I, I did. Mm-hmm. I, I thought about what he said, and I said, you know, you know, that, that's, he's right. I said... You know, there's few people that come along that has the ability, the gift that God gave them to play this game. And I said, I don't need to shortchange myself. You know, I need to get everything I can out of it, you know. And Mickey Mantle spent the last couple of years of his life talking about that pretty openly and publicly. Boy, if he only knew then what he knew now and True. how much wasted talent ended up in so many different places instead of on the baseball field. That's true. 
That is very true, and that's what happens sometimes with, with athletes sometimes. And that's why I say sometimes when you're young, uh, sometimes it's wasted on, on, on sometimes talent is wasted mm-hmm. on the young and foolish because they don't realize how much talent one may have until it's too late, until they wake up and they say, oh, my goodness, uh, I, I, if I had only knew what I know now 10 years ago. And I can't do the things that I should be right. capable of doing because right. of, all of the other acts that maybe have come in between. Right, right. You know, and 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 you know, I hate to I hate to bring this up because it is a very so so subject to me now. You know, and I, I just feel sorry for 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 Dale Strawberry, for example. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, when when Dale Strawberry was drafted out of high school or car when he was drafted high school, yeah, high school, it, it, there was absolutely nobody that ever came in this game that had as much talent as Dale Strawberry did. Somehow, somewhere along the way, somebody got a hold of this young man and put him on the wrong track, and there he goes, you know. But I'm just saying, I just mm-hmm. bring that up. Uh, and, and that's a lot of strawberries out there that happens that way. You know, when you're young and you just throw your life away, and the first thing you know, you wasted 10 years when you could have been productive. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Now, let me ask you this, Hank. You, you talk about, and we know the money disparities between when you were playing and now. Do you think that's one of the reasons maybe players of your day, they had their fun, and listen, nobody was an angel. And, True. Um, but the idea that I had to come back and do this again because this is what I do for a living, it has to be what I do for a living. I have to be conscious of that. You maybe didn't get caught up in extreme things because you knew you had to play the next season to provide for your family. You knew you had to play the season after that to provide for your family. Maybe there weren't as many traps as there are today or as many people pulling at you because of the size of the money and the contracts and everything else. Well, that may have something to do with it. I think the reason that I think the difference in the, in the, in, 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 you mentioned traps, the difference when I played, when I was playing and a lot of players, when I was playing back in the day, when my first contract called for $5,000, mm-hmm. Well, you know, you can't trap a person that can't not make it anything. You know, right. really. So there's not too many traps that they can set out there for me, you know, really. Uh, but 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 you're right. You know, today I think it, it you you can set traps for players, con artists, people mm-hmm. like that, or uh, somebody out there that just don't mean you any good. It's because.
because you have so much wasted time on your hands. Right. That's what happened. You know, and that's why I said always, you know, when young players come to me for advice, I don't talk about them. I don't talk to them about home runs or runs bad in it. Da, da, da. I said get involved in the community. Get involved with the Boy Scouts, the Big Brothers, Big Brothers, uh, 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 some organization that's going to help you, you know, stay in touch with the real world, you know, rather than, than just sitting down saying, oh, I may, I make this much money. Because, you know, uh, I always said uh, uh, an absent mind is a devil's workshop, you know, and, so it, and it's so true that when you're not, when you're not doing anything, uh, somebody's going to come around that's going to give you some advice that is not going to be useful or helpful to you. And the sense of reality on a close-to-daily basis probably keeps you more in check as well. That's true. Yeah, That's very true. I'm talking to Hank Aaron for a few more minutes, and I do appreciate the time, Mr. Aaron, on the inaugural night of Budweiser's Hardball. Uh, Hank, is there anybody out there that you think is going to get to 756? Well, you know, there's several players. I think I, think, um, I mentioned this before, and I, I, I still stick with my guns. I think Ken Griffey Jr., and I think Mark McGuire, if he stays mm-hmm. healthy. Uh, I think the thing that's against Mark, I think that if he, if, you know, he, he he's been subject to a lot of uh, injuries, you know, and uh, uh, I think that if he can stay healthy, I think that he hits them in such bunches, you know. I mean, he don't hit thirty-five or forty; mm-hmm. he hits sixty-five and <laughs> seventy, you know. And of course, Ken Griffey Jr. with his age, he got right. everything working for him. You know, he don't have to just hit sixty home runs; he can just keep hitting thirty-five or forty because he do have some years left. Uh, I think those two players right now have an outside chance of probably breaking the record. And uh, will you be in the building? I mean, no, you... no, no. I will. I will not. And I said this before, and I, I hope people understand. You know, because I don't want to take anything away from that particular that person, whoever he may be, uh, uh, whether it be Ken Griffey or, or, or Mark McGuire. I don't want them to put anything other than to say, "Hey, this is your night. Enjoy it." Mm-hmm. And I don't want to bring back things like what we're talking about right now. You know, I don't want people to say, well, if this had happened, would you, you think you could have done this? I don't want nobody to say anything, you know, and I don't, and it, and that doesn't mean anything to me. I said this and, and I want people to remember that I am speaking God's truth. I have had the record long enough and the records I always said, and I always said this, that records are made to be broken. And I would like to see somebody come along and break it. It, it. it doesn't really make any difference to me. You know, I am not going to get one more nickel out of it. I'm not going to get uh, – people are not going to say, well, here come the home run champ. Mm-hmm. I'm going to always have that title, you know, no matter what. Right, and people I'm are like, going to believe about your career, whatever it is they believe, right. as of today, and that probably is not going to change on that right. date that somebody hit 756. That's right. That's yeah. exactly right. So I – I, I, it doesn't make any difference to me, really. And, but to answer your question, no, I, I, I have no intention. You know, it's, it, it's going to happen. Let's see. I'm 66 years old now, 67. Uh, so it's, it it's going to be four years. Mm-hmm. I'll be 70, 71 years old. And I know damn well I'm not going to be traveling <laughs> on no plane trying to get someplace, you know. I would probably be somewhere uh, retired somewhere. And you could watch it in your living room like the rest of the country. That's right, and wish everybody yeah. all the luck, you know. Hank, last thing for you. Um, this idea has always been brought up, and my partner and I have talked about it a lot, and I've mentioned it to you. I find it amazing that as great as you were, I still put you into the underrated category when it comes to public perception. Would one simple thing change that? If you played in New York City, would I even have to make that statement? No, you wouldn't. No, you would not. If I had played in New York City, uh, uh, 
they, 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 no, they would not. Nothing would be underrated about Henry Aaron. And uh, do you do you believe that statement? By the way, that with all the accomplishments and the numbers, you probably take second tier status to some people that you're not supposed to. But I, tr- I do that. I, yeah. Oh yes, no question about it. No question. Does about it bother it. you? No, it doesn't bother me. It used to be a, a few years ago. I said ten years uh, when I retired from baseball. Yes, but now you know I, it doesn't bother me because I, you know I I just feel like, and I said this, I feel like I've been extremely not lucky, but I've been very fortunate to have met a lot of people who have met have been good to me you know mm-hmm. and not 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 just people talking about well you know you, you, you know this guy's better than you this guy's better than you and you come in sec not those type of people you know for an example you know I sit right here uh in this in this dealership mm-hmm. uh I met a man that uh, who's no longer here that gave me an opportunity to to be involved with automobile business. Uh, I met a man a few years ago that gave me the opportunity to own a lot of businesses, you know, like a, a fast food restaurant. So, you know, it has nothing to do with baseball because my, my life had to move into, I always say, into phase two. I had to get out of baseball. I had to get into something else. I don't know that I would have been able to remain in baseball because baseball, to me, is still in that zone where it, you know, either... <laughs> you're, you're with them or you're not with them. You're part right. of them or you're not That's part of right. them. That's yeah. right. You, you can't, you can't, it can't be no, you can't straddle the fence, mm-hmm. you know. And I've never been that way in my life, you know. So, so I feel like I come to this dealership every single day I go to the ballpark every single day, and I meet different people, you know, who have given me another agenda in life. And you know what's amazing, Hank? You meet them as Henry Aaron, perhaps the baseball player, but you seem smart enough to know that they're going to walk away talking about Henry Aaron the man more than they're going to talk about Henry Aaron the baseball player. That's that's true. That's true. And I and I and I and I and I said and and I've been and I've been very fortunate. I've been lucky, and I and I've I've enjoyed my life, you know. And so I, you know, I, I, I. I have no animosity toward mm-hmm. anybody that say, "Hey, you know, uh, Hank Aaron was second. Hank Aaron with the." I, I used to pay strict attention to those kind of things. I, I don't. It doesn't bother me anymore. Well, it sounds like even at an age of ten years ago, fifty six, fifty seven, there's a maturity process that you have to continue with your whole life, and that was one of those moments for you. That's true. That's true. And I think that I had to. I had to say, "Hey, you know, you can't change everybody." Right. Kind of like it's kind of like. It's kind of like who did you vote for you in president? You know, no matter whether you got two thousand votes mm-hmm. or somebody got one hundred ninety-nine thousand votes, you still lost. Right. You know, so it doesn't really make any difference. And to you know? stand up and try to shout to the world, well, no, 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 think about me this way instead of that way. You're not going to reach everybody. That's right. And people are probably going to say, oh, you're trying too hard. On top of that, that's true. And you know, and and and, and the other thing is this: is so many things I hear, you know, that gives me a great satisfaction. You know. Uh, I am the governor this year and will be for the next two years of the Boys and Girls Club. And is is that as big as the things you did in baseball? That, to me, is great. The other day I heard a a tremendous, a a sad story about uh, siblings, you know, Mm -hmm. a a young lady, not, she didn't live here, she lived in New York, came from a, a, a family of about eight or nine, all those kids turned out to be drug addicts and all this. She is one year away from getting her dentist 
license, mm-hmm. and she picked up one of her other siblings and carried with her. To me, that is the greatest, one of the greatest stories of all time. When so, I hear things like that, sports are great. Yeah, life matters more. That's exactly yeah. right. So that that makes me feel great. You know. Well, Hank, I really appreciate the time. Here are two questions I'm going to ask everybody this year that I interview. Bottom of the ninth, tie game, man on second. If you're in the dugout, who do you want to hit for your team at that point? All time in baseball. Are you asking me that? Yep. Oh, am I included in that? Yes, you can be. I want myself up there. Okay. That's good enough for me. <laughs> I want myself up there. I never ran away. I want the ball hit to me, and I want to be at the plate when the pitcher throwing the ball because I feel, feel like I got more confidence in myself than anybody else. Well, let's turn it around. You're in the field. Who would you want pitching in that situation? Tie game, man on second, two outs, bottom of the ninth. You're out in the outfield. Who would you like to see on the pitcher's mound at that point? I could give you two or three, but I'm okay. going to give you just one. Uh, give me, Give me Bob Gibson. That's probably a pretty strong answer. Yeah. One out, one guy to end the game, or certainly send it to extra innings. Bob Gibson's the answer. Well, Mr. Aaron, I really appreciate it. It's always a pleasure talking to you. I appreciate you kicking off Budweiser's Hardball this year. Everybody I believe in town knows Hank Aaron's BMW is what you're associated with now. You've right. gone on to that phase two, and it's been very successful. And you, sure have. I think when all is said and done and people assess, they'll talk about Hank Aaron off the field quite the same way they talked about Hank Aaron on the field. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you very much, and I, I've enjoyed myself. All right, Hank, thanks and, very much. And it's always nice speaking with you. Well, it's always nice speaking with you as well. Thank you. All right. Hank? Yes. I appreciate The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. 